Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Elisa, and this is another one of our solo podcasts, our bonus episodes in between the words of the week. It's just to really take one of those little slices of ginger over on the side of the sushi and just cleanse your palate, not stress yourself out about the word of the week. Instead, how do you leisure? What are you doing with your leisure time? Tell us more. And you get me full throttle leisure time. This was spring break leisure, which normally is not spring break for the rest of us. It mostly means dealing with college students if you are having them home or you send them to Cancun and hope that they don't come back with COVID or you try to enjoy yourself on spring break and there's college students trying to enjoy themselves on spring break. And then there's families who suddenly realize last minute that their kids are going to be home with them and have to make split decisions. Uh, So it was not a leisurely spring break as in we went somewhere amazing. But I did go to my hometown for a little bit. I went back to Connecticut with my two boobos and taking a nine hour journey in the car. We call it the coochie bus. And the coochie bus is its own break, isn't it? It's where you're staring at the road and our headphones no longer work anymore meaning my kids pulled the jacks off into the headphone jacks off into the TVs that we have, which means I get to listen to every movie they're watching. Sometimes it's a delight. They're really into the Lord of the Rings. Or sometimes it's another Pixar movie that I've watched for the 80th time. So it's more of an exercise for my brain. Do you remember this scene? And usually I do, because that's what my brain retains these days. Lots of random factoids about Pixar movies. Anyway, it is a journey. We got to Connecticut. I love my family. I love being home. And the problem this time was we had a cold. So I don't know who got first. And before you're even thinking, Lisa, it was COVID. It was not COVID. It was a cold, but here's the problem these days. We don't get sick. So I forgot what being sick was like when you have a congested nose and then like the next day it goes away, but now you have a little cough and then that goes away and this nose comes back and it's not incapacitated. Like you're not like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of bed. So it's, it doesn't take you out, but it just feels yuck. So that's a fun spring break. And we just spread that all around ourselves. You know, my parents got it. And within like two, three days, you're done. But it's still not fun. So we did, as the Scandinavians would do, we took ourselves outside for at least two hours a day. We may have involved a hot tub. My parents got this beautiful hot tub because when you get to a certain point in your life, you want a real hot tub, not the hot tubs I've gone through, not an inflatable hot tub off of... Amazon that I tried for a hot second before I realized it is really just a big adult pool and not the plug and play hot tub I had, which had jets and it did get hot, 
but it wasn't like one of those sexy hot tubs that has like all the jets, like just gets the little jets under your nails. So it just blows out anything. Ugh, love that. So my parents had that and they keep it at 104 degrees. I sometimes forget that I had kids with a hot tub. So sometimes I kept my, most of the time I kept my hot tub at 101 degrees. And that is not a hot tub. That is uh, a mild fever. Uh, It's not boil yourself like a little lobster. So my parents keep theirs at 104. Oh, it was so nice. Just boiled the kids after uh, bedtime every night. Oh, so nice. So that was one way we leisured. The other way was binge watching because what do you do when you're not feeling well? And there's kids playing with toys everywhere. You don't want to get up because you're going to step on their toys. Uh, And you're hanging out with your mom. You watch HGTV and DIY Network and the show. So we did all of the shows because I don't really watch that at home. But for some reason, when I go back and I'm hanging out with my mom, we just want to watch all the stupid shows. And here's what I noticed that annoys me. So there's some shows like Fixer Upper, it's the Magnolia uh, brand, basically. And they make these houses. And of course, they're lovely. Like anyone who's making you a house and puts it on TV, great houses. But they look the same. Everything's white. And it drives me crazy in my house that things are white and effing agreeable gray. So when I see them finish this house, I'm like, really? It's all white? You're going to keep that? And they're like, oh, well, there's an accent of like moss green. Oh, all right. I need more color in my life. Enter Bargain Block. So I had not heard about this show, but it's two dudes. They even say in their intro, uh, their partners in life and in business. So adorable. Uh, they met, I guess, in Colorado and then they moved to Detroit and pick up houses that the Detroit city has basically picked up as foreclosures or condemned houses. And these houses are not, mm, they're not even livable. Uh, you can see remnants of squatters in there. There's like stuff coming out of the ceiling. There's water damage, fire damage. There's all the things. So they move into the house, tiny houses, maybe, you know, one, two, three bedrooms, one and two bathrooms. Um, and that's it. And they live in it and they renovate the house while they're living there to keep costs down. And whatever they sell it for as profit, they put into the next house and they're doing it by the block. Hence the name bargain block. And already super nice story. Okay, great. You're going to Detroit. You're fixing up houses. You can even see in different uh, shots, neighbors yelling at them like, so good. Way to do it. But what got me also is the style. So one guy does more of the fixing up in one guy does more of the design and they put a theme on the entire house and it's not, it's all white. Instead, they're going to try to keep costs down and they design it. So let's see, one was a schoolhouse theme. They tried to make it like feel like an old schoolhouse without being in your face. This is a schoolhouse. There was another one where they made a Detroit theme and they had racing stripes and other weird design elements. And that 
is why we binge watched almost the first entire season because they would just do these. There was a desert theme that they had, a tropical theme, a boho theme. Some of the things, there was even a weird house theme. And what they did, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do that in my house. And it's not white. There is subway tiles, but there's no ship lab. There's no, that junk is not showing up in this show. So that was definitely my leisuring. It's nothing like Rita's normal uh, pop culture references. She, I will say, told me while I was on spring break, is watching The Ultimatum. And if you know that we are Love is Blind aficionados, that was one of the shows that they ended with like a trailer teaser. So next week we will have updates on how amazing that one uh, is going to be from our pop culture guru, uh, Rita. So some of the other things that, mm, these are things that I did or found this week. One thing that, so I like art. I took an art history class. I want to be better at art. I should practice, but I like art. But I don't always go to the museums. I don't have time. Like, and also, I'm going to miss stuff at the museum. But I like the idea of going and looking at art and seeing things. So instead, uh, there is a plugin that you can install on Chrome from the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA. So I get MoMA newsletters. It's basically this really expensive, high design things that they sell I cannot afford it, but I like looking at it. And for instance, they had the little GI Joes that were doing yoga positions instead of um, like battling and they were rainbow colors. So that that's some of the stuff that the MoMA shop offers. Well, MoMA is now providing a, um, when you open a tab on Chrome, it shows you a new piece of art. So I'll even do it right here on my computer. So if I just hit add new tab, uh, so the newest one um, is the Sleeping Gypsy. It says at the bottom 1897. So it says the name of the piece and it the whole screen is now um, this picture. So it's oil on canvas. It tells you a little bit about where, uh, where it's from. So obviously Museum of Modern Art is generally where most of these are found. Uh, this artist is Henry Rousseau and it's a lady laying down next to her mandolin with a lion next to her. And then you could close it or there's a little tab that says explore more. So every time you open a new tab, you are forced to look at some new art. And that's the kind of lazy <laughs> leisuring I need in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, art. That's nice. Look at that art. That's great. Let me try another one. I'm going to try this again. Oh, this one. I don't, I don't even know what this, this is definitely modern. I might have to take a picture of this. This is super good. So this is Yo Mama is the name and 2003. And it's definitely a lady in a abstract way stabbing through a flesh-colored snake. This is probably a metaphor for something. Uh, it's got ink, mica flakes. You know what? I'm just going to say you can stop listening to me now and you can go check out the Instagram. We're going to post that because ooh, I can't even do it justice. 
the funny part was I installed it. I generally don't tell my husband when I install things. And he definitely had to come over and ask if there was a virus on our computer because something named MoMA was flashing up pictures that were crazy. Oh, you gotta love those guys so much. Anyway, the MoMA uh, thing also made me remember. So there's a dot artist, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, her name is Yao. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna m- mispronounce that. Yao Yu Kusama, uh, K U S A M A. She's a Japanese artist, and she has, uh, for those living in the D.C. area, a exhibit at the Hirshhorn, um, which is one of the modern museums, but she's just known for her polka dots and her extreme polka dots. And usually when I, um, so I think what's at the Hirshhorn right now is a giant pumpkin with black dots all over it that is outside. So you can even not even go inside the museum basically. But what she's, she's fascinating as I find a lot of Japanese work. I've talked before about my, I love anime, but I also feel like I'm too dumb for anime. I find that maybe I uh, am too dumb for uh, Kusama. So she lives in a, uh, not, is it not a, uh, like a ward, like a psychiatric ward. That's what I was trying to think. Um, And on on purpose, uh, I guess, that's just something she does. And so I went down like this, you know, rabbit hole of, of learning about her. Uh, and she's just fascinating by herself. Um, but it was, it was interesting because, you know, I was like, Oh, the dot artist, I know I've seen stuff like this before. Um, she's been around since the 1960s. Um, and of course, naked participants, uh, in polka dots was one of the things that made her, uh, famous. And, yeah, so she talks about how her il- her illness is to keep creating art um, because she has anxiety, pain, and fear. And so she talks, a l- uh, that's why she stays at the uh, psychiatric ward. So anyway, fascinating person. I highly recommend you take a look and just uh, see what she's got out there. The next book that I'm reading because I'm always reading books. This one's called uh, In the Company of Women. So this book came from a recommendation. Uh, So Grace Bonney is the author, but I was listening to some random podcast and they had her on and I was like, oh, I remember other books from her. Um, I'm trying to think which one. I think it was uh, Domino or something like that. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, But in this book, it's In the Company of Women, Inspiration and Advice from Over 100 Makers, Artists, and Entrepreneurs. So here's what I like. You flip through and it's just 100 people, uh, ladies, or people identifying as ladies. Um, But it's... I could read about one of those people in like the time it takes to go to the bathroom. I'm not saying I bring it into the bathroom because that would be rude because it's a library book and you shouldn't bring those 
into the bathroom. Shame on you if you do that. Uh, but I just looked up the author. So she did uh, the website Design Sponge. Um, so if you're into craftiness, they often, um, and she's from Virginia Beach. Good job, Virginia Beach. One of the things that she got dinged on, I guess, when she did a book similar to this was that she didn't incorporate enough other women. Um, it, and I guess the crafting world does kind of get dinged on this, uh, that it's very white women oriented. It's not always very uh, diverse. Um, so she went out of her way to include a lot of um, lesbians, uh, people in, not just in, in crafting, but like other artists, um, Black, Latino, Asian, and tried to get a whole spectrum. She also shared the money she got from the book, meaning she was made aware that while she would profit from the book, she's really profiting off of these hundred ladies and their stories. So she's sharing um, the royalties and profits with them, which that sounds like a lot of work. And there's a whole podcast that she talked about this on if you're interested in like why she did it or other things. I thought the story was interesting. Also, I want to hear from 100 Makers. Rita and I both looked at it. There are a few people in here that you're like, oh, we wouldn't be friends. And then others where I'm like, yes, I want to eat all the cakes you make, Baker Lady. Uh, they have them all over the place too. I guess that was an, another thing is a lot of people gravitate towards New York artists or LA crafting scene. Um, so they went out of their way, or at least the author did, to try to find small towns off the not necessarily found in cities. Uh, so interesting. Uh, it's, it's definitely been sitting on my coffee table for a while and I get in the mood and I flip through it. I'll read like three or four like different stories and then I put it back down. So it's one of those type of books. It's not sit down and learn about all the ladies, but definitely a shout out Grace Bonnie in the company of women. And then the last thing I wanted to highlight was this story of this woman, a 1871 lady who knows how to travel. So in 1871, a Quebec lady hired a hearse. Now, instead of a car, because it's 1871, this is a coach, a coach, basically, uh, with a giant oval window. So if you imagine um, a flatter coach, because you don't need to sit up in a coach. So it's a flat coach, and it's got a coffin bed in it, and there's glass around it. This lady just rented out a hearse and rode around the streets, puffing on a pipe and watching the public go about their business. And that was what she did. This was also in Quebec. So, you know, didn't want to be hanging outside. It's a little cold out there. I just thought, what, what a fabulous lady. Just, you know, thinking, you know what? I can't be sitting up. I should be reclining. This is great. This is fine. So I just wanted to highlight, you know, if you're thinking, I need to change things up a little bit, hire yourself a hearse. Just drive around. Just watch people. It's going to be great. Like, that's, that's all you needed. That's, that's fine. 
And then going uh, and highlighting one of the last leisurely things I did for the week. So we had, that was all spring break fines and other things that I did. And hopefully that entertained you. But I think we all need a friend where if a friend asks you, hey, do you want to do this? The answer is always yes, because this is your fun friend. So my fun friend, Hallie, she doesn't have children, so she gets to be your fun friend. And she also is someone where we meet up. It's become monthly now. Um, COVID kind of put a cramp in our style, but we would get together and watch um, a big googly like romantic comedy or uh, a Christmas a romance movie off Hallmark or something like that. And we would also go to the theater and watch movies, but she's also a classy lady and would point out things that are at the Kennedy Center. So we've gone to the Kennedy Center before and it's been a while. So when she texted me during spring break, hey, do you want to go see Mean Girls in the musical? The answer is obviously, obviously. She's just someone that if she recommends something, like, do I want to go to a Sharknado party? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, and that was the same with this. I love Mean Girls, the movie. So why wouldn't I want to see more singing and dancing to it? And if you're wondering, well, what does Mean Girls, the musical, really bring? I, I have already seen the movie. Well, I don't think the movie uh, has enough singing in it now that I've seen the musical because it is singing all the way through. It has some great dance numbers and there's definitely a big old inflatable butt for Regina George, which is perfect. But they also introduce social media because when Lindsay Lohan was in Mean Girls, she did not have a lot of social media to contend with. So they brought in the elements of if there was social media, what would it look like? It was pretty delightful. Also, it's just what kind of leisure is just driving into the horizon with not my family? And this is only two days after I had them delightfully in the car for the second time in a week for nine hours and meeting up with a lady friend and watching people dance on the stage and have a great time about how ridiculous mean girls are in high school. It was exactly what I needed on a Sunday fun day. And with that, I think we're done. Like that, that was enough leisuring. That was a lot of leisuring, honestly. I mean, there were, there were other things rocking out, but those were the top highlights. So I hope, uh, wherever you are, when, if you already had your spring break and you're like, Ooh, I probably need to get on that bargain block. Yes, you do. And also if you need to go and rent yourself a hearse, good. That's the right way. And just know colds are the worst now. It, you not only have to decide, is this COVID, but I forgot what being sick was like. So hopefully that's not part of your leisuring, but just know you too can make it through. Maybe just like listen to a podcast or something. It'll be fine. And with that, LOL. <laughs>